Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back to the show. I'm so delighted you're with us today. It's a beautiful Tuesday, isn't it? It's a beautiful Tuesday. Friday night begins uh, Rosh Hashanah, which begins the formal start of the Jewish New Year. Don't ask me the year. It's 5,000-something, but the next guest, the rabbi, surely will know. And we were a two-day family, which means uh, the entire weekend I'll be eating too much and cooking too much and then cooking too much and cleaning too much and eating too much again. But it starts Friday, and it ends Sunday evening, but it doesn't really end. It begins the 10 days of repentance, which ends the following Monday night uh, at the end of Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And joining us right now is Rabbi Benjamin Skolnick, who is a spiritual leader of Temple Beth Shalom in Hamden, Connecticut, since 1983. This man is a true scholar. He's an author of many, many different books, uh, books that are... uh, having to do with the Bible and the Maccabees and Pharaoh's chariots and the morality of kinship. And he has written over 70 articles and essays on the Bible, feminism, Jewish education, the future of conservative Judaism, which is a very real crisis in some circles. And I asked the rabbi to come on today because apparently he was also very good friends with Isidore, i.e. Izzy Judah, who died at 101 years old as a Holocaust survivor and speaker in our community. I wish I had known Izzy. I didn't. Rabbi Skolnick, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Hi. I'm glad, to be, I'm glad to be with you, Lisa. I'm really glad. I actually want to begin, Rabbi. Can you tell us a little bit about Izzy Judah? I want to hear about him. Yeah. Izzy, Izzy Judah, how much time do you have? Izzy Judah... Mm-hmm was one of the most uh, remarkable people I've ever known. This is a guy who escaped from the Holocaust. And when I say escaped, I mean, he left his home, went through fields, went over the mountains to Switzerland, to America, went into the army to fight for America because America had fought the Nazis, goes to the Pacific Theater, is wounded on Guadalcanal, um, uh, got a Purple Heart and all sorts of medals. I can't even count them. Uh, comes back, has a, w- a wonderful life, 
Um, he was married to a one woman who uh, who passed away, and, and and a wonderful lady. And then he married another wonderful lady, um, and she unfortunately passed away. And then he went and he went on, and even even in his last days, he had a girlfriend. Um, wow. He, uh, okay. He was he was the best argument against ageism I've ever seen. In his nineties, in his nineties. He was the president of the uh, the residence at the Towers in New Haven, which is a very fine place. And he was there in meetings and advocating for rights and everything every day. Uh, uh, he uh, he became like the mayor of the place. Uh, I think I think my aunt lives there. My husband's aunt lives at the Towers. What's your name? Marion. Aunt Marion. Marion Wexler. Uh, you know her? I, I think actually I do. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's, it's a great place with a great. Wait, wait, and do you know? Place. And do you know Irwin? Irwin Braverman? Do you know Irwin? You must know. I him. have met. I have met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. But, yeah, that's but, our are family. Are we going to play? Are we, yeah. are we playing Jewish geography? This is fun. We could. Okay, we so. could. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, but by the way, the towers is that kind of place. What you're, what you just yes. did, is what people are doing all the time because there are a lot of people who grew up in the area. And then they find their old classmates from elementary school or Hill House or something like that. And then they're friends again, you know, at an advanced stage in their lives. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So Izzy was amazing, huh? Did he have children? Izzy has two wonderful children, Stanley, who is a cantor up in New Hampshire, um, and uh, Jerry Ganeza, who's a very dear friend and a very wonderful member of our congregation. Um, as her father was, uh, and I'll give you a couple of examples of his uh, remarkable abilities. Um, as you know, Lisa, but I don't know, you know, if everybody in your audience does. On Yom Kippur, which you just mentioned, you fast and you fast for 25 hours. Mm-hmm. So in his 90s, Izzy not only fasted, but he would do the last uh, major piece. It's called Mafir Yonah. It's the Book of Jonah. Uh, but Jonah and the Great Fish, it's a long, long uh, chanting. And he would do it towards the end of Yom Kippur, fasting in his 90s. Unbelievable. Right? Unbelievable. And, I mean, and he would do this every year. Right? Now, you know, and I would sort of look at everybody when he finished. I'd say, everybody, what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah. what, what's your excuse wow. for complaining about anything? Wow. Uh, a, a, a remarkable person. And he wouldn't. And when his daughter, Jerry, would say, you know, you know Daddy, you don't have to fast. You're 97 years old. He said, I can do it. Right. And he did. I can and he got up in front of everybody, and he didn't faint, and he didn't swoon, and he sang it perfectly. Unbelievable. You know, it's, I mean, you know, these, it's, he's a remarkable, a remarkable person. And I read in the article about him, we're chatting with Rabbi Skolnick, that he died in his sleep, and I thought about, you know, that lyric from The Gambler, you know, the best that you can hope for is to die yeah. in your sleep. And well, well, uh, I... You know, what a blessing, right? Well, not like, a, what a way to you're go. You're right. And, but not only a quote, Kenny Rogers, but in Judaism, we talk about that, like the kiss from God. But Izzy himself always told everybody, someday I want to just go in my sleep. Now, um, he was, um, I, I think this was in that article, he was on our beam, that is on the stage of our service on Saturday morning. Um, and we were kidding around, and, and I said something. He sort of hit me because, you know, we're friends. We can, you can get away with it, even hitting a rabbi. Um, and, but he was fine. 
He was 101, almost 102, a couple of weeks shy of 102. And he was up there, and he was belting it out, and there was nothing going on. And when, when Jerry called me and I rushed to uh, his, his bedside, he'd been gone during the night. He never knew what hitting. He was there in his nice pajamas. He was sleeping. Oh. Now, I want to tell you, Lisa, between you and me and everybody who's listening, if, if you ask me to sign up right now, to go two weeks shy of my 102nd uh, birthday in my pajamas, in my, I'll sign up right now. Yeah, me too. We don't get that choice, Rabbi, do we? No, we, we don't. don't. Wow. My grandma passed away at 106 and a half, and she God also went her. in her sleep. Just like God that. Bless. Just one night, she just went to sleep and didn't get up, and that never was in a hospital, nothing. Just, And she was in her own home. She was not in a nursing yeah. home. She was in her own apartment with some help. And she went to sleep. She didn't get up. Blessing. Well, that's right? what that's what that's what all the righteous deserve. But as you know, and that's what you were hinting at, a lot of us don't get that kind of ending. Mm. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So, Rabbi Skolnick, you have spent your time, oh my goodness, so well spent in thinking about the bigger issues in life, about your people, about the history of your people, our people. And, uh, and we have Rosh Hashanah coming up. For our audience, which is largely not Jewish, tell us about what the holiday means. Well, the ho- in Judaism, we don't have the concept of being born again, but we have the concept of renewal. And we are always looking for second chances and starting again. Um, the three main holidays of Judaism are the two you've mentioned, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, and the Sabbath, Shabbat. All three of them are about personal reflection. They're not about history. They're not about things that happened in anybody's life. They're about what's happening in our lives. All three main holidays in our religion are about thinking about your life. Do you have regrets? How can you do better? But it's also a chance to start afresh, to start new. It's like, uh, it's like a, a, a new morning and the sun is out, and, and Rosh Hashanah gives us that chance because we get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like uh, they say, uh, as you two sings, we get stuck in the mud and we can't get out of it. Um, and Rosh Hashanah says, get out of it, right? You don't have to be stuck in the mud. Here's your new chance. Yeah. I take it very seriously. I really take it to heart this time of year. It always feels like this is not only my true new year, but that the fall, maybe because I always went to school and, you know, the fall and Rosh Hashanah always coincide. This has always felt like the beginning of the year to me. January never feels that way. January feels like a calendar well, it, change. Yeah, you said that very well, but I would also add, look at what, what people do on New Year's Eve. They get, they get drunk, right? Mm. On Rosh Hashanah, we take things seriously. 
Um, and we're not we're not we're not drinking away the new year. Um, as a matter of fact, I only drink grape juice anyway. Uh, but on on Rosh Hashanah, we, we're taking this very seriously, just like you said. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit, Rabbi Skolnick, about conservative Judaism nowadays. I uh, grew up in the conservative movement. My my uh, rabbi was Saul Teplitz at Sons of Israel in Woodmere. Uh, Saul and... Teplitz was my teacher. No way, really? Absolutely, absolutely. He he taught me about sermons. I was in, it was a class called homiletics. I used to sit with him with three or four other people. And, uh, oh, uh, I liked him and he liked me. We had a great relationship. He once gave a sermon in Temple that I still remember. It was a sermon right. on Sinat Chinom, Needless yeah. Hatred. And he taught right. all of us sitting there that day. And I was, I don't know, 13 or something, 14 or 10, I don't know. Um, and it seared itself into my brain, Rabbi, about how he said, you know, there's wars and there's this and there's that. But let me tell you what really what really is what it's about. It's about when brothers and sisters don't don't talk to each other. It's about when parents and kids are estranged, needless hatred in the world. And he went on and on about intrafamily hatred. And it stayed with me forever forever about how we have to forgive each other and how we we should not let that kind of hatred infect our lives. Stay with me forever. Yeah, well, Sinat Pinam is a very important concept, uh, and the the level that you're talking about, the personal one, uh, it starts right there. But if you think about what's going on in our society, in our world today, Sinat Pinam, which just means free-floating hate, there's no Mm. basis to it. Right. Um, uh, Somebody uh, said to me, what is anti-Semitism about? Is it about religion? Is it about people? Is it about, you know, what is it? I said, it's just about hate. It's just free floating hate. It's just an excuse to hate. But most hatred, whether it's racism or sexism or ageism or whatever, it's really just seeing on free floating hate. And it really tells you more about the hater than about any root cause. So do you think that if you, if you had to look at where, I don't know, Israel is right now, Rabbi Skolnick, and what's going on among our own people in Israel, which is a heartbreak to so many. I have a lot of family in Israel, uh, and it's a heartbreak. And, and many of them are the people protesting that are upset about what they see as an encroachment on their personal lives as a result of religious dogma and a certain kind of religious intolerance within the state of Israel. You're a conservative rabbi. Part of conservatism has been walking a line between tradition and modern life for a long time. What do you have to say about this? Well, there's a couple of a couple of topics in your question. To talk about Israel, and today happens to be a very significant day because uh, the Supreme Court in Israel is meeting, and uh, their decision whether to fight back about what, what's happening with the proposals from the Netanyahu government, uh, this, this could create a, a constitutional crisis. So today, we happen to be talking about this, not just before Rosh Hashanah, but a very key day in Israel's history, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen. I will say about the Israelis, uh, somebody figured out that 7 million, 7 million Israelis have been out in the streets protesting. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, if you look at America, there are a lot of things that a lot of us object to, but we're not out in the streets. Right. Um, and we're shaking our heads and we're upset, but we're not out there. They're out there and, and they see 
three steps ahead. So before I ever criticize Israel, there are people in Israel, there are leaders in Israel that I would criticize, but I don't criticize Israelis. I think this has actually been a glorious time for Israelis in standing up for democracy um, and pushing back like it sounds like your relatives are. Uh, so, and, and with conservative Judaism, you say walking the line, I look at it a little bit differently. I think that conservative Judaism is pluralistic. And that means we think that there are the different strokes for different folks. It's not just about a swim team. Um, and that, and that you can be, uh, you can do it your way and I can do it my way, but we can be together. And that's a pretty good model for any society. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about in Israel is people who push against that. That's right. uh, who say, no, it's my way or the highway. And, um, and I, I object to that in any form. Um, I believe that, you know, God, I believe in God. And I believe God created us with full diversity. Just look at nature. Just look at how many bats and kinds of birds there are. And I think they're different kinds of people. And we should be able to live our lives without anybody impressing themselves upon us. Rabbi Skolnick, uh, Rabbi Benjamin Skolnick, my papa's name. Um, I'm so happy to get to know you, uh, even though it's on the air this way. I hope to meet you in person soon. I want to thank you very much for coming on the show and invite you back again. Okay, I'd be happy to. Very Shana nice to Tovah talk to you. to you. Happy New Year to you. Rabbi, Rabbi Benjamin Skolnick on the Lisa Wexler Show. We're going to be right back with Vicki McCarthy. Speaking of those birds and bees, we'll get to the lantern flies too, and she will take your questions at 203-333-9422. Stay tuned. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.